This is the podcast from Connection Community Church for this Sunday, October 16th, 2011. There's an app for that, the Encouragement app. Wow, Buzz Lightyear was really discouraged in that clip. And maybe you've been discouraged or disheartened recently too. You know, it could be a family situation, your health, marriage, finances, school, employment, or lack of employment. Maybe you're not feeling discouraged right now, but I'm willing to bet that we all have in the past and that we will again in the future. So what we all need during these times is a good dose of encouragement. And the good news is there's an app for that. It's called the Encouragement App. (laughs) All right. Okay, so my name is Lori Brown. Good morning, Connection Church. And I'm the pastor of spiritual formation here at Connection. And a sinner who's been saved by God's grace. Would you pray with me, please? Lord God, we just uh, thank you for today, Lord. Right now, we ask that you just settle, settle our hearts, Lord, and let us be open to everything that you have for us today, Lord all your goodness, all your mercy, all your grace. And we just offer this time to you, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so let's first look more closely at the word encouragement. FreeDictionary.com defines it as to inspire with hope, courage, or confidence to hearten. So in the French language, the word encouragement literally means to put heart in. So when we encourage, we put heart into the people. Of course, the opposite of encouragement is discouragement, which means to deprive of confidence, hope, or spirit, to dishearten, or to take the heart out of someone. Wow. Taking heart out of someone, that sounds painful. And it sounds painful because it is. I don't know about you, but when I've been discouraged, it feels more like someone is cutting my heart out. (laughs) It's not good. Now, it's also interesting to note that when we are encouraging, that many times, sometimes we're actually discouraging. So we think we're encouraging, but we're discouraging. So we do this when we say things like, they encouraged me to do such and such. That such and such could be something as small as encouraging you to eat or do something that you know you have no business eating or doing. For example, when someone offers me a piece of cake, I can say, no thanks, I'm really trying to limit my intake of sweets. But they in turn say, I'm trying to do that too. And then they give me that look. I call it the co-conspiracy look. (laughs) Now, I know this look really well because I have given it many times. And then we say something like, oh, me too, but do you think one piece is going to hurt? We can start again tomorrow, right? (laughs) So, wow, it is subtle, but you were just discouraged and not encouraged to do something that you know is not good for you. Depending on your own personal resolve, in these situations, we'll either give in and eat that piece of cake or do that thing, or we'll have enough reserves built up to avoid the temptation. 
So, um, what we really need to do during these times is we need to listen to what we're saying, and we need to ask ourselves, are we really encouraging or discouraging the person we're speaking to? Are we putting heart in, or are we taking, or more like cutting, heart out? So in the Bible, there are lots of examples of scripture and stories that encourage our souls. I don't know about what your personal favorites are, but when I need strength, I remember Deuteronomy 31.6. Be strong and courageous. I love those words. Be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them, for it is the Lord your God who goes with you. And read the rest of it with me. He will not leave you or forsake you. Now, how about Matthew eleven twenty eight? As we discussed last week, when we're in need of rest and our hearts are weary and heavy, Jesus says to me, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and, read it with me, I will give you rest. Wasn't that an encouraging message last week? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you know what? And there's lots more encouraging scriptures in the Bible. And that's one of the reasons why we're supposed to read the Bible, because it's food and encouragement for our soul. So today, we're going to see what Paul, who wrote many of the letters in the New Testament, has to say about encouragement. In 1 Thessalonians 5.11, he says, Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just as in fact you are doing. Now, this one verse gives us a taste of what the entire book is about, encouragement. We don't have time to read the whole letter now, but I do encourage you to do that later. It's five chapters, and it takes about 20 minutes. The interesting thing to discover about Paul's letter to the Thessalonians is that he's pretty specific about the type of encouragement we're to offer each other. He specifically says we're to encourage each other in our faith, our love, and our hope. And he weaves these themes throughout the letter. And in the opening lines, Paul writes to the church in Thessalonica, which, by the way, Paul and Silas helped to start. He says, We always thank God for all of you and continually mention you in our prayers. We remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. So Paul, in various places throughout the next five chapters, not only encourages them, but he urges them to do even more. It's interesting to note that in the verse that we just read, Paul not only talk, Paul talks about remembering, he remembers their work produced by faith, but Paul and Silas are now actually encouraged a little bit later in the book by the Thessalonians themselves. We read in chapter 3, verse 7, Therefore, brothers and sisters, in all our distress and persecution, we are encouraged about you because of your faith. See, encouragement is a two-way street. We both give it and we receive it from others. 
Now, I believe that all encouragement is good, and it's really important for our souls. Whether we're encouraging our kids to do well in school, in sports, whether we're encouraging our friend to make that tough choice that they know is long overdue, or we're encouraging someone to make the necessary dietary changes that we know is going to impact their health positively. But most importantly, encouraging others in our walk with Christ. Whatever the situation is, the point is we all need encouragement. So I think what Paul's doing here, he's focusing our attention on the themes of faith, love, and hope because they provide the very breath and life of what gives us strength. As without our faith, our hope, and our love, we have nothing. They are the foundational building blocks that will strengthen and encourage us for years to come, especially in times of trial. So how does this happen? Well, Paul explains how the Thessalonians became imitators of Silas himself and the Lord. We read in chapter 1, verses 6 through 8, You became imitators of us in the Lord, for you welcomed the message in the midst of severe suffering with the joy given by the Holy Spirit. And so you became a model for all believers in Macedonia and Achaia. The Lord's message rang out from you, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but your faith in God has become known everywhere. So the Thessalonica believers did what they saw Paul and Silas doing when they taught them in the faith. And as a result, they grew in their own faith as they lived lives that were worthy of God. Paul writes, For you know that we dealt with each of you as a father deals with his own children, encouraging, comforting, and urging you to live lives worthy of God who calls you into his kingdom and glory. So the Thessalonica believers, they put into practice what they saw being modeled and taught by Paul and Silas. And as a result, people noticed. Their faith became the talk of the town. Something was going on at Thessalonica, and the message of God's love was spreading. So faith in action produces more faith. This is true for us as well. I am frequently inspired into action because of how I see other believers like you living out your faith. When I was newly growing in my faith, I did the things I saw you all doing. For example, I started to read the Bible because I saw you doing that. I heard people talk about their daily devotion time and the impact it had on their life, and I made it a priority in mine. I even remember seeing this work in my husband a few years ago, which he did, by the way, give me permission to share this. So there was a video one Sunday of a man who shared his morning devotional routine, how he made it a priority to get up early each morning, read a devotional book, and pray. This one video testimony profoundly impacted my husband. Because within a week, he incorporated the practice, this practice, into his life, which is still alive and active today. Pretty cool how it works, huh? Yeah. 
So Paul, in the book, he also encourages the Thessalonians in their love. In chapter 4, verse 9, we read, Now about your love for one another, we do not need to write to you. For you yourselves have been taught by God to do what? To love each other. And in fact, you do love all the brothers and sisters throughout Macedonia. Yet, let's read the rest of it. We urge you, dear friends, to do so more and more. Yeah. You see, Paul has been completely transformed by God's love. Paul's vision of love is bigger than theirs. And because of this, he can encourage them in their faith to do even more, to love more. He's experienced and tasted the inward fulfillment and joy that can only come through loving much. Paul knows how big God's love is for each one of us, for all of you. And I think it's bigger than we can fully understand, at least in our lifetime here. John 3.16 is a great example of that. We read, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him, what? Shall not perish, but have eternal life. You know, we do say this verse a lot here at Connection, and I don't think we can ever say it enough. Now, a funny thing happened to me the other day. Wednesday morning, I woke up before my alarm clock. That was the first thing. (laughs) And in my head, I was singing the words of a chorus of a song that I had only heard a couple times and probably a while ago. And it goes like this. And they'll know we are Christians by our love, by our love. Yes, they'll know we are Christians by our love. You know, I kept repeating it over and over. Well, I think Paul knew and understood the power of this message. Love in action is probably the most powerful encourager and transformer of our souls. Both when we see it and when we receive it. It has the power to change and transform our lives, the lives of those around us and the communities we live in and the world. So I purchased a copy of this devotional book for myself in June called Common Prayer, a liturgy for ordinary radicals, because I really like the word radicals, um, by Shane Claiborne. Now notice how I said I purchased it for myself, as I admit that I really don't like to share all the time. (laughs) Sorry, Dave. Now, only, though, to discover that this book is not designed to read alone. How about that? I then somewhat hesitantly encouraged Dave to join me. And wow, what a gift it's been for both of us. Um, We have now started to read it together, and we do uh, at least five times a week. Anyway, it's funny how God gives us exactly what we need when we need it. So on September 15th, Dave was laid off from his job. They gave him two weeks severance pay. After the initial shock wore off, I was surprised that I really wasn't feeling all that rattled or worried by the news. 
We immediately cut out unnecessary spending, and we even asked his previous employer if they would extend his severance pay by two weeks. They said no. Anyway, I asked God about this later, and I felt like God said back to me, you have enough. Well, those words spoken into my heart really encouraged me, as I've never felt like I've had enough. I don't know about you. And I'm choosing to believe and trust in God that we have enough. Absolutely. Now, I believe this is possible only because of all the encouragement reserves that have been built up within me and through the witnesses of those around me by their faith, their hope, and their love. And that's you guys. So Dave and I continue to get a lot of encouragement out of this daily devotional, and I wanted to share a piece of that with you now from September 29th reading. In his last sermon, before being assassinated... Martin Luther King Jr. spoke the following words. Let's listen to what he had to say. Wow, what an incredible testimony of the transformational power that love, faith, and hope can have in the world. Think about those who have encouraged you in your life. You might want to let them know, as many times... The people who encourage us have no idea that by their faith, hope, and love, we have been strengthened. We also encourage you to go through your week and take an inventory of your words and actions, asking, have I encouraged or discouraged today? Thank God for the opportunities you had to put heart in to others. And ask for forgiveness for the times that you cut heart out. You might even want to go back to those people and say you're sorry. Actually, I'd encourage you to do that. And finally, let's end with some encouraging words from Paul in chapter 5, verses 13 through 18. Live in peace with each other. And we urge you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle and disruptive, encourage the disheartened, help the weak, be patient with everyone. Make sure that no one pays back wrong for wrong, but always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. And then read the rest with me. Rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Let's pray. Lord God, we just thank you for all the encouragement you give us, Lord, in your word. Lord, I pray that we would pick up your word and read it more so that we can be encouraged in our faith, hope, and our love. Lord, I thank you for all of the people for that... um, just in their witness, are such encouraging witnesses. Help us, Lord, to uh, be mindful of the things that we say and do. Are we 
encouraging or discouraging? Are we putting heart in or cutting it out? Lord, we just ask for the strength to um, go back to those that we've injured and say, I'm sorry. But Lord, we know that you are the great encourager. And we ask that you would continue to encourage us on this journey of faith, which sometimes isn't easy, but because of you, um, we can walk through the trials and still be encouraged. So I thank you and praise you for all that you give us, your faith, love, and hope. We pray this in your name. Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at www.connectioncc.org. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life that he offers. Thank you.